Good afternoon. Uh, you are listening to Al's Senior Moments, a podcast focusing on senior adult and retirement age issues. Uh, this is William Simmons, your host, and uh, today's podcast is sponsored by Medicare Strategies. Uh, I'm happy to have as our guest today, Ann Belts, who is a community educator for Brookdale Senior Living. Uh, that's not our official title, but that's what she does. So we're gonna we're gonna give her that title today. <laughs> uh, and thanks for being here. Um, before we get started into more discussions about um, senior housing and specific topics, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in uh, senior housing and what keeps you there. Sure. Thank you, William. Thank you for um, having me today. Oh, you're this welcome. This is great. Um, I started out many, many years ago. I won't tell how old I am, but I'm almost old enough to live in senior housing um, in hospitals and healthcare, um, doing some sales, doing some marketing director type stuff, some sales type stuff, kind of transitioned from that into a position with actually a nursing home company in Tennessee. And from that, really realized that my passion is working with seniors and their families and helping find the resources for them. So it's been a long 18, 20-year transition from hospitals that I've now been in senior living. Um, but I love it. Love uh, what I do. Yeah, that's, you know, it's the senior housing kind of industry is really growing now. And, you know, they talk about, you know, when I work in Medicare, so many people turning 65 every day, and you know, you see so many new facilities being built. Um, it's really growing in this area. It is. It is booming in the Huntsville Madison County area. I know in the past year, um, we've probably had two new communities open. We have two new about to open. It's just been booming. The senior population is growing in this market. A lot of it because the adult children have moved to this market to work. So they're bringing their parents with them, which is great for those of us who work in senior housing. Um, but also, I just Huntsville's always been on the list of a great place to retire. So I think people just look at us as having, you know, the golden egg here. Right. <laughs> for the golden years. Yeah, we talked about what is the pensions are not taxable in Alabama. So right. there are financial advantages to being here. Uh, not only, really, it's a great community as well. It is. Uh, I know being here myself since 2007, I never would have expected to enjoy it as much as I did, but I just can't ever see myself leaving. Uh, I came from a bigger city, Nashville, and I really enjoyed Nashville, but getting here, the convenience of it is really nice. You know, Huntsville is now, I guess, the largest city in the state of Alabama, but it doesn't feel that way. It still has a very small town home feel. I think you're right. No, it's a great it does. Place. It yeah. is. It's easy to get around, mm-hmm. and especially if you're moving from out of the area here. Right. And you can quickly find your way around, uh, which is good for senior adults who... Absolutely. You know, <laughs> Relocating to, is tough enough on them. You know, right. Having to somebody. reorient themselves to a new right. city, this is a, a nice size to do that. Now, let's talk about the different levels of senior adult housing. You know, kind of three primary levels I want you to touch on. One is kind of independent living. The other is assisted living. And then maybe memory care or a little more advanced care. Okay. Kind of talk about those a little bit. Absolutely. And independent living to me is the best case scenario to make a move as a senior adult. In independent living, you're still doing what you did at home. 
Um, the only difference is, is you have some great amenities. Um, you've got housekeeping weekly. You're getting one to three meals a day, depending on the community you go to. There's transportation if you need it. There's no yard work. There's no maintenance. Your utilities are included. It's really independent living is that like living at home with some extra support. People are going to check on you every day, and you're going to spend time having fun with your friends. It's not about bingo. It's about a lot of different things. Um, but independent living to me is is the prime time to move into a community when you're looking. Unfortunately, most people don't do that. Most people wait until there's a health care crisis or there's a fall or um, some cognitive decline or worst case scenario, your physician says, I don't, you don't need to live at home anymore. So then you're looking at one of those higher levels of care. Assisted living would be the step right, you know, right above a little bit higher acuity level than independent living. And those are those folks who need some oversight with their medications. Um, there's nurses 24-7 usually in an assisted living environment. There are three meals a day. Just a little more help. Just a little more assistance with those daily activities of living. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at memory care assisted living, those are really the folks that have that cognitive decline, that have a diagnosis of Alzheimer's or dementia. They need to be in an environment where they're stimulated cognitively pretty much all day long. Of course, they are um, given their medications, not just assisted with them like they are in assisted living. There's a little difference in the state of Alabama regulations. In assisted living, you still have to be able to know you've been given your medication. Of course, in memory care, that is not the case. Um, But memory care, the staff especially trained for memory care assisted living, there's a little bit more put into taking care of those folks with the cognitive decline. Uh Let's go back a little bit and talk about this kind of transition. And when we were talking earlier, you mentioned that most people tend to transition into these, you know, senior housing as a result of some kind of crisis. And to me, that would make that move a little more stressful when you're trying to make decisions in a crisis. Um, And, but you had mentioned that maybe the more ideal time is when you're still independent and still active and things of that nature. Absolutely. I'll tell you, the average age people move into a community is actually 80 years old. People are shocked at that, that they wait that long. But everybody thinks they're still young at 79, I guess. (laughs) It's really 80 is kind of the magic number. But I tell everybody, start looking in your 60s. Um, Start having a game plan. Don't wait till that crisis Worst case scenario is being an adult child. I've been in that situation. A parent has a fall, a parent has a crisis. All of a sudden, you become the caregiver and the decision maker. It's so much better when that that senior can make that decision themselves instead of having their kids have to make a rushed, hurried decision Uh for them. And planning is important, too, because, you know, there is a cost to, you know, living in these. And so some advanced planning is certainly pretty helpful. Kind of talk, share a little bit about that. You know, you know, yeah, just absolutely. You know, if you can still qualify for long-term care insurance, absolutely. I think that's a must. Um, healthcare costs are, are rising crazily, just like everything else. Right. Um, and also your costs are a lot lower um, when you start an independent living. As you need to have more healthcare needs, your costs are going to go up um, pretty significantly. Um, you're looking at independent living anywhere from two to $6,000 a month, depending on, don't want to scare anybody, depending on apartment size, amenities, things you need, things you want. If it's one person, two people, that type of thing. You start out about $1,000 more than that, go up about $1,000 higher each level of care you go. Um, 
all the way up to nursing home, which in this area is about eight to twelve thousand dollars a month. Yeah, well, that's, and that's substantial. Yes, for anybody. So, now, do you find that the long-term care policies? At what level do they really start kicking in with? They can kick in in independent living if you're just in the beginning and need some care coming into the home. Some long-term care policies pay for um, companions, sitters, if they're coming to do some things for you. Mm -hmm. But that's not – most people wait till they get to the assisted living level because then it's going to pay a whole lot more. Uh But it really just depends on your policy. Yeah, and I think the long-term care policies have kind of been involved – all kind of evolved over time where at one point it was like strictly nursing home and now it's for more when you meet the activities of daily living Mm -hmm. you cannot meet a certain number they start kicking in absolutely you're 100 percent correct but i mean that certainly for those listening be thinking about long-term care policies because uh, what was the percentage of people that you said need some type of support? Seventy percent of the people over the age of sixty-five are going to need some kind of support in their life at some point in time. Yeah. That's I know that sounds like a high number, but that could be just minor support from meals to bathing and dressing, and not major, major nursing home type support. Everybody over age sixty-five, almost all but thirty percent, are going to need some help. That's a pretty high mm-hmm. percent if you think about the number population and you know 3.6 million people turning 65 a year i mean we are in it they say an aging population and 70 percent of that you know really uh, right there is a definite industry move towards that well and then and i was going to say the main reason people age unsuccessfully if you want to call it unsuccessfully is really just isolation and loneliness mm-hmm. where communities right off the bat, solve that problem. Uh-huh. So that's a huge reason for the decline. Yeah. Well, let's let's kind of transition into that because I really want to talk about individuals who are transitioning to senior housing. You know, they are making changes. You know, whether they're leaving a long-term home, if they're moving from a different geographic location, you know, there is transition and Carl Mom was on here a few weeks ago, and just, you know, loss. If you're moving out of state, you're moving away from, you know, your support system and family and friends and maybe a long-term home. But even here, people don't want to give up that home they've lived in for a long time. And so talk about kind of the what you see are the emotional responses that most people initially have. Uh, when they're moving into an assisted living or senior adult, and and how do the facilities help help with those? And, and you're right. Um, speaking of Reverend Mall, he and I are working together. We're putting um, a grief support group together at Brookdale starting on April the 14th oh, on Thursdays. Um, but he is absolutely wonderful in helping that transition as well because moving out of your home is loss. It is grief. It's not just losing a loved one. And we see that with seniors. It is a transition period. Most communities have, I know at Brookdale, we have a a lady called a move-in coordinator. And she really is like a social worker. Mm -hmm. She holds their hand, the family's hand, makes sure everything transitions as smooth as possible. Um, Most communities have ambassador programs like we do at Brookdale. So they have a new best friend the day they Mm -hmm. move into the community. That ambassador makes sure they get to meals, they get to activities, just walks them through how things work. 
okay, something's not working or I need to call somebody. How do I do this? Those ambassadors are priceless. Mm -hmm. They help really ease that transition and that stress. Because even moving at a younger age is very stressful. But moving out of a home that you've been in the majority of your life, we do see a lot of depression Mm -hmm. in the beginning. Uh But I will say in about two, two and a half weeks, once people start getting involved, getting in a routine, they totally change. We've had some miraculous gone from sitting at home in front of the TV all the time, eating TV dinners to social butterflies and two and a half weeks after they went through that, that period of, I don't really want to do this. Mm-hmm. Now they're so thankful that they did. They so someone, it may be a tough transition, but it's worth it. Uh, just that lack of removing someone away from feeling isolated. Uh-huh. And, you know, with that comes depression and a lot right. of other emotional aspects too yeah and we saw with COVID of course it really really got bad with the Mm. isolation and the loneliness and fortunately now the communities are open back up we have been for a while Um, in fact we at Brookdale have never stopped moving people in Um, but it did slow for a little while during COVID because people were scared Uh to leave their home but now we're seeing more and more people who um, did not do well with the isolation and the loneliness. Oh, I'm not sure that any of us... No, but, 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 yeah. but senior adults did not do well right, at all. Right, right. So. Are there any, right now, are there any um, particular kind of restrictions on that for a senior adult Actually, there's as really not. Mask or, um, are, you know, do facilities, are they acquiring vaccinations or no, or is it still personal kind of it really is a personal decision um most communities highly recommended the vaccination uh-huh. i know i can give you in every community is different every level of care is different um at brookdale in our community at jones farm where we have an assisted living and an independent living and over in hampton cove where we have memory care because of the assisted living and the memory care actually being health care entities are regulated by the Department of Alabama Department of Health. We are still requiring our associates to wear masks and we ask that visitors do. Mm-hmm. Um, the residents, we are not. You know, visitors are welcome to come and go. We just ask everybody to be cautious. Right. I know nursing homes still have a little bit stricter regulations. It just depends on the level of care. Uh-huh. Well, it's certainly been a challenging year for all of us in that <laughs> Or two years. Two I guess. years. <laughs> yeah, two years. Uh, I got to do homeschooling and I realize that I am not cut out to be a teacher. <laughs> Thank goodness for teachers and people that are called to that, but that was not my calling. Now, let's let's talk a little bit about, you know, when people are looking at transitioning to senior adult living, really, what do you think are the important things they really need to ask questions about, identify, and to, to make the best decision? Yeah, and that's that's a great question. You know, most people think top off their head, okay, how much is this going to cost me? Mm. You know, but I tell people, really, don't let cost be that number one factor. Let's look at your needs. Let's look at what kind of environment do you want to live in? Do you want to be somewhere that's like your home, that's very traditional or homey? Are you interested in being in one of the, you know, brand new communities that has, looks more like a hotel? You know, it's just personal preference. There's a lot of factors. You know, you got to look at their activities. I would highly suggest meeting their their programs director, their activity person when you're making a decision to move in to find out, do they do things that you like to do? 
but also you be prepared with a list of questions when you go and um, look at different communities so they can know what your hobbies are. Let's say you come in and you like, um, just off the top of my head, playing hand and foot, which is a card game, but we don't offer that in our community. Well, if you talk to that program's person, I bet you there are other people there that really enjoy that card game and know how to play it, and they will get that on the calendar for you. Mm -hmm. So it's very personal. Right. So if you enjoy quilting, you want you be interested in a place that yeah. has something along mm -hmm. those lines uh, versus one that, art, that doesn't. Art count. classes or, yeah, whatever. Uh -huh. Like I said, it's not all about bingo. But I tell everybody, look at at least three communities. Don't just go look at one. I would at least look at three. It's going to wear you out if you try to look at more than three in one day. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I have known people that have tried to look at five or six in one day, and everything gets all confused. So, yeah, I, I say look at three. If you could do one a day, if it's not a crisis, that's even better. Um, but also at that and in that emotional sport we were talking about earlier, ask to meet the executive director. Ask to meet mm -hmm. the management team. They would love to meet you um, and learn more about you as maybe a potential person wanting to make that their home. It is your home. Mm -hmm. You know, the apartment and or the patio home or wherever you live may be your residence, but the whole community is your home. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you enjoy everything in that community. You know, are your physical needs going to be met? Do you have mobility issues? Can you walk from wherever their apartments are to the dining room? or to the beauty shop, or wherever you need to go on a frequent basis. You know, and that needs to be part of that factor when you're looking. Do they have what I need? Are they pet friendly? Some are, some aren't. Some have dog, dog parks, some don't. So there's a lot of factors. You also have to look at, you know, payment, going back to cost. Um, just from experience, most communities run incentives, run movement specials, run discounts. Ask about those. Don't be embarrassed to say, you know, this is my budget. You're a little bit over my budget. Is there any way I really want to live here? Can, you know, you mm -hmm. work within my budget? So I guess those are the main things, just to have questions ready when mm -hmm. you go in so you know what to ask and don't just go in just to look. Right. Uh, I can imagine trying to look at, at multiple locations a day with all the different information and kind of, projects and activities that that could be overwhelming but i think you you mentioned another point and i'll go back is that if you can do this when you're not in crisis mm -hmm. you know when you have time to plan and really think through your decisions that is probably more opportune time to do it absolutely you know instead of you know the crisis decisions always are more stressful and you know that's i know we all have those moments in our lives where we have to do that mm -hmm. and we make decisions, but if a little planning maybe can go a long way um, for this type of decision. It can, absolutely. And be prepared yourself to get asked questions when you mm -hmm. go in and look at a community. Um, kind of be prepared for the people there are going to ask you some questions. So if mm -hmm. I can, you know, kind of help touch on those, you know, they're going to ask you, what's getting harder for you every day? Because if it, you know, it may be cutting the grass, it may be cooking, it may be nothing, but they kind of want to know, why are you looking? You know, people don't just walk into a senior housing, senior living community for no reason. You know, it may not be a true crisis, but they're thinking in the back of their head somewhere that there's just something I'm not going to be able to manage in the, in the near future, or I, I foresee it in the future. Or, you know, what do I wish... Um, could get easier for me sooner. Uh, 
Right. Kind of so I would think that you're kind of the individual who's looking at a, a senior adult living and the people at the senior adult are asking questions to really identify what's the best fit. Is, you know, assisted living the better fit? Mm-hmm. Is independent living the best fit? Um, because, you know, you're trying to do the best thing for the Absolutely. person. And they're also trying to build a relationship. With that person who's come in the door and that family, building that trust relationship for both sides, that you both know what's going on um, with that family member, you know. And and speaking of family members, you and I have talked about this. Um, It's very important if you're a caregiver or if you're a son and daughter that's taking care of somebody and that crisis may have hit, to really think about that you need to be that son and daughter and not that caregiver. Hmm. Um, That's really a, a huge reason to look um, in a senior living community so that you can be that family member, mm-hmm. especially if you need assisted living or memory care and have waited to that point. You don't want to be. There is a thing called caregiver burnout, and it is not good. <laughs> it is real. It, <laughs> yes, is, real. it is real. It is, real. Not. It is not good. <laughs> yeah, you want to be a son or daughter, right. not necessarily caregiver, Absolutely. if you can. Absolutely. And so that's certainly important. Well, and. We've got a few more minutes here. Kind of, is there anything that you just want to share that you think is just a priority for people that are looking and, you know, something that you think is important? Yeah, and we've kind of touched on these, but Mm -hmm. I have my quote, what I call the six challenges of aging um, and how those are solved by problems at Brookdale and other communities. And I tell people all all the time, I may work at Brookdale, but our job is to figure out what is the best fit for you. So mm-hmm. I like being that resource because Brookdale may not be the best fit for everybody, mm-hmm. but we want to find out what's the best for you. But there are six challenges in aging that we find in senior adults that really, no matter what you need, where you're going, these are going to all be factors. The first one, of course, we talked about was loneliness. Mm-hmm. That senior adults really need that sense of belonging. In a community, they can make new friends. You know, they may be a hermit. They may mm-hmm. not want to be a they're still going to go to meals because we encourage that um, and be with other people. And speaking of meals, nutrition is another huge need for seniors that we Mm. see not being met. It's so easy to stay at home and eat linguizine or whatever in front of the TV instead of getting nutritious meals with the fruits and vegetables and everything that you need every day, plus the socialization. Um, this month at Brookdale, one of the things we're focusing on is the Mediterranean diet, mm. um, which is a very healthy way to eat. So dining programs are set up to help residents learn how to eat nutritiously, but also to make sure, especially when you get to assisted living and memory care, we are tracking their food intake. We do know mm. what they're eating. We know that they're getting the proper nutrition for whatever you know their needs. A lot of people, another challenge is um, regaining strength. Um, you know, we have BFIT exercise programs. It's our BFIT program at Brookdale. It may be sitting in a chair and moving your arms and moving your feet, or it could be Tai Chi classes. You know, there's something for everybody. Could be gardening, could be anything, but just to keep the body moving. Um, there's also therapy programs. Almost all communities have an on-site therapy, or if not, they can, you know, use an off-site therapy or home health to come in and get those, um, Therapy needs met if, if that needs to be done at that point in time. Because we do find a lot of people have been isolated in their homes and they right. haven't been walking and they haven't been getting out. Right. And you, so, you know, exercise, things like mm-hmm. that, I'm sure all help with depression. They do. And, uh, and so does nutrition. They all, these right. all kind it's of a, it's a roll together. package. Yeah. And, yeah. You know. It's really that renewed sense of purpose in life and being involved and 
that type of thing. And also it, it helps in managing those chronic diseases. Mm-hmm. So if you've got somebody with diabetes or COPD or one of those types of things, there are people there who can help manage those diseases through yeah, nutrition, plenty, through yeah, exercise, meals, mm-hmm, uh-huh. those type of things. And I guess the sixth challenge we kind of talked about that I really see is those caregivers being overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many daughters, and it's usually daughters, nothing against the guys, but it's usually daughters that end mm-hmm. up at the doorstep going, you know, we've got to do something that sit there and just cry mm-hmm. because they've been trying to take care of that loved one and they can't do it anymore. Uh, so those to me are really the six challenges and the six reasons um, to start really looking at senior living and your planning. Right. Plan it ahead of time. Because, uh-huh. you know, it's not just the emotional aspects for the person moving into it, but family as well, uh-huh. you know, of maybe feeling guilty about not being able to take care of mom or dad or, you know, and there's a, a lot of relief in knowing that your parents are safe, you know, being taken care of, being fed, being watched over and having activities uh, to add more meaning to life and give, continue to provide a, a reason to keep moving and keep growing and um yeah, I said the best compliment ever. My mom lived in a senior living community, and the best compliment to me ever was that she would never answer her phone because they were keeping her busy, and she was doing things she loved to do. Wow. And prior to her moving to a community, she rang my phone off the hook. So it was kind of a relief that, where's uh-huh. mom? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Right. So it's a, it's a good thing busy. for the whole family. Uh-huh. So. Well, Anne, thank you for being here today. We really appreciate it. Um, I know that you do good work, and all these senior living facilities really work to make people's lives more meaningful and help families and their children. Um, You have been listening to Our Senior Moments. Today's guest has been Ann Belts with uh, Brookdale Senior Living. Uh, Thank you for listening, and today's episode, again, was sponsored by Medicare Strategies. When you need local Medicare insurance expertise, uh, contact Medicare Strategies. Have a great day.